Have you created doorways to darkness in your mind? In this installment of The Grind of Fine, be prepared to be made aware of subtle choices that create and open corridors in our mind that suppress our happiness. Learn how we unintentionally make way for this compromised way of being, the spiritual label for this mindset, and much more. It's about time for this grind to become so official right now. And welcome to The Grind to Find. Tarol and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. If you've been here with me before, I'm so happy to have you back. And if this is your first time, well, you are in for quite the treat tonight. You know, Tonight is an impromptu type of situation, especially because there was other content that was planned for tonight. But, you know, God sometimes has a mind of his own and he'll say, nah, that's not what we're doing. We're going to do some com- something completely and totally different. And uh, yeah, this is one of those Friday nights where that's how it's going down tonight. But, you know, it was um, what had happened was and, you know, it's a good story. <laughs> Anytime you hear what happened, what happened was I have literally been in what I'd like to call a cave since Sunday. I'm sorry. It was Saturday, Saturday night. Um, you know, I don't even know where to begin with it. All I can say is that the trajectory of my life and the way in which I coach, the way in which I move within my business has all changed because I got going on this amazing journey of knowledge that literally it was when I say I started a Saturday night, it was Saturday night all the way up until last night. And I mean, it was a 24 seven type of thing. I mean, me being just immersed and caught in this energy, if you will, of uh, just study and oneness with God in the space that I not only could not break free from, but I did not want to break free from. And it has been quite a life-changing experience. I'm very excited about it. And um, that was some of what inspired what I want to talk about with you here tonight. So I'm going to get right into things. And I want to begin by saying that um, we all have thoughts that appear to come from nowhere, just float in and out of our minds. You know, it could be anything having to do with what you're going to get tonight. Maybe you had to stop and get milk coming home or something. Or it could be a situation that one of your kids told you about at school that needs to be handled. Or it could be something at work. It could be a number of different things going on that bring to mind some things that you need to formulate and you need to handle. Well, how many of those things are just happenstance and a byproduct of the life that we're living? Or how many of those things that just float into our mind are actually suggestions? Suggestions from the enemy. Hmm, that's something to think about, right? 
I mean, truth be told, none of us are unfamiliar with the power of suggestion in our lives. This is nothing, I mean, since the beginning of time, well, not the beginning of time, I'm exaggerating with that, but with the rise of television and even in radio, the power of suggestion and the music that we listen to, the images that we see on TV with um, the Real Housewives and all of the different shows that present idealisms for success. So much so that many people's idea of success is what they see. There are um, a whole lot of people who don't even know that they can define success for themselves and on their own terms. Uh, and then it's different lifestyle cues. We see images of what family should look like when it comes to careers, what that whole thing should look like. There's so much around us that engineers a lot of how we think about things. And we're so used to seeing the world in one way that a lot of these things that uh, are suggestions and become suggestions that filter into the way that we think we're so used to seeing them that they're now normal. Uh, it kind of reminds me, I know you guys remember the movie, The Matrix back in the day, <laughs> you know, uh, The Matrix was so cool because it brought about an awareness for those of us who got it the first time when we saw the movie, it brought about an awareness that there is another way of living, like an alternate reality that some of us are not aware of. Now, some people may watch that movie and think that that's just a movie, but I think that The Matrix is telling when you talk about um, the spiritual realm versus the physical realm. There's an existence in this world that we experience as physical beings and liking that tangible connection to things and how we are emotionally driven to go after that space first versus our spiritual existence, which, which has everything to do with not only what we emanate from the inside and how we respond to that thing, that energy, that voice, that, um, that intuition, which I believe is God. And for those of us who are uh, believers, how we are led by the Holy Spirit. Those are two different ways of existing and being in this world that are in stark contrast to one another. So in the conversation today, I want to talk about some of the things that we do that influences the way that we think and some of the things that roll around in our mind. I contend that what's going on in our mind is not just happenstance that there are things that we do, a role that we play in some of the things that go into our mind. And specifically, I'm gonna be talking about the things that are disruptive because if it's disruptive inside of our heads, then it becomes disruptive in our actions because how we move and the choices that we make when it comes to formulating our moves, all of those things originate in our mind. And so then there, if there are soiled or putrid areas within our mind, there's no way we can get around not reacting and formulating thought and um, leading interactions based on some of those things. So I don't know. I might have said just a little bit, <laughs> just a little something, something. So before I go ahead and jump into the meat of things, I'm going to take a very quick pause right here. But when I come back, I am going to dive straight into the next part of the discussion where I'm going to be talking about personal investments that we make in our mindset and then really getting deep deep 
into recognizing these thought processes and you'd probably be surprised about what the name is for this way of being, all right? Don't go anywhere, I'll be right back. Got it so good, got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, got it, got it so good, ain't got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, I know my God good, got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, got it so good, got it so good, check me out, got it so good, we were made in His image, but we lost this likeness, the moment Eve said bite this, and that we spend every day fighting this, and that we spend every day searching, really trying to find our purpose, and the media feeding us lies if we don't look a certain way. We are not perfect, nah, we are not made the same I do my own thing cause I stay on my lane See I can do that, then I'm not changing lanes Just being myself and I ain't changing a thing Yeah, true that, you already knew that A lot of self-hate, but I had to get through that Now I can't help but to love myself I love myself, and I ain't gotta prove that, nah We are not the same, no, we are not the same We were not made to please people, but we are not to blame We are not the same, no, we are not the same Yes, yes, yes. That was Weirdos by Will Martin. That is hot. God is definitely so good, so good. All right, so let's get right into it. So before I went into the break, I told you that I was going to talk about personal investments that we make in some of the suggestions that we get that come into our mindset. Now, let me be clear. I want to be clear when I say suggestions. What am I referring to? I'm referring to different ideas that are suggested to us by the enemy. I'm talking about coming from Satan himself. All right. And so what are some of the personal investments 
that we make and some of the suggestions that we get. Before I went to break, I talked about some of the suggestions that we get within our society that come from the music that we listen to, different idealisms that we see of success, lifestyle cues that we may get, different images of what family dynamics should be, even within our careers and education. And so some of these suggestions that we get we know that we're invested in those suggestions when our emotions, our mindset, and our physical way of being are tied into these suggestions that we get. Now, I'm just gonna take a pause right there because someone may say, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Tara Lynn, what do you mean <laughs> having an emotional, mental, and physical connection to some of the societal suggestions that we get well? Think about how emotionally connected we can become to purchasing our home or achieving certain goals and milestones that attach to what our ideas are for success. Different things that we're able to experience within our lifestyle. We all know about the emotional connections, the different layers that we have within family, um, our careers, that feeling of, uh, of uh, autonomy that you can get within your career, especially if you're an entrepreneur or, or a business owner. There's the emotional connection to that. And then the way in which our minds are involved in how we're able to make these things come to pass. Some of the different moves and processes that we'll make to be able to expand upon and further those goals. And then when I talk about the uh, physical investment that we make, well, as physical beings, we are the ones that are able to initiate the action necessary to bring these things into fruition. So you're probably thinking, well, yeah, that's pretty basic. Well, it is, it's pretty basic at a very superficial level, but I want to bring into it a little bit more depth when we talk about uh, the other side of the superficial nature of things, which would be the physical. I want to talk about the spiritual side of it, because if we're invested emotionally, if we're invested mentally, and we're invested physically, then it's hard for us a lot of the times to midstream in the middle of these things, to make a choice to detach ourselves from the ties that have been able to bind us to these suggestions. So when I mentioned there being suggestions that are made by the enemy, I think it's important for us to recognize that when we have thoughts that come into our mind, those things that are negative are in direct opposition to who we are in God. And why is this important? Well, because if we take negative thoughts as being something that is minor, something that is, ah, oh, well, people think negative sometime. I think that's a way of not calling a thing a thing. I think that labels are extremely important because with the appropriate label, it brings to mind a certain presence of mind, first of all, to be present when these things happen and in being present and calling that thing a thing, then now we have the foundation of what we need to reset the way in which our minds have been functioning in response to things that prove to be major distractions and major disruptors in our life. 
So as I begin walking you through what I have for you tonight, I want to start this off by you keeping something at the forefront of your mind. I want you to keep this label at the forefront of your mind. When I talk about recognizing suggestions in the form of your thoughts, specifically, I'm talking about recognizing negative disruptive thoughts as satan as satanic, I'm sorry, or demonic suggestions. Satanic or demonic suggestions. Now you might think that, whoa, that's kind of heavy. Is it really that big? Well, yeah, actually it is. And that's because those thoughts are coupled with our personal investments that we make in things that we have in our life. Those thoughts are coupled with an emotional connection. Those thoughts are coupled with a mental connection. Those thoughts are coupled with a physical connection. Think about how those thoughts can impact our physical health. If they're in there long enough and we're marinating on them and we're, and, and we're replaying them, we all know that those thoughts can disrupt us emotionally. We know that those thoughts can circumvent our mindset. They can take us from one space of being and one space of uh, hopefulness. And um, even when it comes to uh, igniting our, our passion and us uh, being feeling as though we're being fueled and being fed for us to have this uh, space of excitement, it can take us from there into completely and totally the opposite direction. So I think that in us thinking merely of these thoughts as just negative, I think that's really and truly watering down the true nature of what these mental suggestions are. It's not just some random thought that comes from some place. It is a suggestion that is demonic or satanic that because of our personal investments has the power just in entering into our mind to completely and totally change the way in which we feel, think, and move within our life. So I want you to keep that at the forefront of your mind as I go through this. So I think that it's important as we go through this to make a clear distinction, the difference, not only between the thoughts on the side of good and evil, Elohim, God, English translation versus uh, Satan. I think that it's, it's good to make a distinction between the two, but there's also another point that I want to bring into this conversation. I need for everyone listening to understand that there is a, a, a huge difference between Elohim and Satan that a lot of people tend to miss. Now, we all know that Elohim, God, is omnipresent everywhere at all the same time, all the time. And Satan is not. And so the goal of our enemy is to become a carbon copy of God that we're willing to worship. All right. And so one of the major differences between him and God, you know, other than God is everywhere and he isn't, is also that God can read our thoughts. Satan cannot. So this is important when we talk about suggestions that are being made to us from the enemy, because that means that anything that the enemy gets that he can use to work on within our minds, it's because we gave it to him first. All right. Think about that. You have to give the enemy what the enemy needs to work on you. The enemy can't just decide 
to completely and totally take us over. God has put a hedge around us so that that cannot happen. We have to say yes. We have to open up a door. So keep in mind that these suggestions are not just random. Instead, these are actually our words that we put into the atmosphere that the enemy has capitalized upon based on what we've allowed to come from our mouth and put into the atmosphere. He'll throw it back to us as a suggestion that we can either choose to feed, think of his suggestion as a seed that we can water and nourish, or we cannot. But because these suggestions come from our own mouth, some of our own fears, some of our own worries, some of our own doubts, some of our own insecurities, these are things that we feel that come from him, <laughs> that he takes and once we put the way we feel about them into the atmosphere, then he'll give us back a seed for us to water and plant within our mind and therefore move upon. Proverbs 18:21 talks about this uh, when it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. We have to remember that we know we've heard, all of us, how powerful our words are. But it's not just when we're speaking words to someone else. It's the words that we say within our mind about ourselves, the thought process that the thought processes, excuse me, that we have about ourselves. And then when we have some of those times when we're feeling a little weak or we're feeling doubtful, when we allow those thoughts to leave the crevices of our mind and enter into the atmosphere, enter into the world, we are now giving the enemy what that enemy needs to give back to us suggestions in the form of seeds that a lot of us end up planting, watering, nourishing, and harvesting within our minds. And then we wonder why so much of what we fear comes to pass in the physical world. Well, that's manifestation. Manifestation goes two different ways. So anyway, with, with that part, I'm going to move on just a little bit. So one of the ways for us to know whether or not we're given to the enemy seeds that are rotten, <laughs> that we're putting within our, our mind and, and we're watering and, and we're nourishing. If, we're, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, just because I have some thoughts that are negative, well, everybody does that. That doesn't mean that it's anything satanic or demonic. Well, okay, so then in order for us to know for certain if that could be what that is, which I maintain that it is, let's go to Psalm 25. And I think that that's important because in Psalm 25, there is a list of who God is, all right? Now, this is important because if you're clear with who God is, then anything that is opposite of who God is could be none other than Satan. So Psalm 25, verse one, trustworthy. Verse three, the rewarder of those who wait for him. Verses four through five, 10 and 12 talks about faithful to guide his own. Verse five, the God of salvation, of my salvation. Verse six, compassionate, filled with loving kindness. Verses 7, 11, and 18, forgiving. He remembers me, but not my sin. Verse 8, good, upright, the instructor of sinners. 
even with us being sinners, he's there to instruct and to lead us beyond that. Verse 9, provider of justice for the humble, teacher of the humble. Verse 16, companion of the lonely, mm, caretaker of the afflicted. Verse 20, guardian and deliverer, a refuge. Verse 22, the redeemer. So within that list, it's clear who God is. If those things and all of those things on that list encompass every space of our being, for anything that you can come up with that's negative, the opposite of that is in Psalm 25 for who God is. God is uh, presenting himself in Psalm 25 as the remedy for all of the negative things, the seeds that can be planted in our minds. So then if we accept that we are the creators, that we are his creation, if we accept that and we're clear with who God is, then how can we take, not, how, not only how can we, but why would we then take a mindset that we create based on some of our the challenges that we come through in life, uh, the things that we go through, suggestions that we put out into the atmosphere that the enemy grabs onto and gives them back to us as poisonous seeds to plant in our mind. How can we see those suggestions, the thoughts that are in our head as anything less than satanic or demonic? It feels different and hits different when we understand that this state of being, this mindset that we have is much bigger than what we've always thought. And in looking at it for exactly what it is, then now we position ourselves to put into action a remedy that stands up to the nature of what we're facing and what we're fighting. We have to remember what the goal of Satan is because we're so busy sometimes just living our life and going about our everyday routine. You know, we're getting up, we're going to work, we're running our businesses, we're raising our kids, we're dealing with our relationships or lack thereof. We all have different things that we're dealing with when it comes to money. There are a lot of us out there who are um, still in the position of redoing some things within their life, revamping some things. Some of us are, are in the process of starting over because of COVID and uh, there was some huge hits, some losses that many of us have taken. A lot of us have a lot of things going on right now, you know? And so it's so easy to get focused on what's right in front of us that we miss the big picture. And at the end of the day, what's going on in this world is not about politics. It's not about the rules over our head. It's not about the stock market. It's, it's not about the social justice issues. It's, it's not about the LGBTQ community and some of the things that they're going through. It's not about all of those things. The most simplest form, at the most basic form, what's going on nowadays is Satan is at work trying to create a society where everyone will worship him. I know, take a moment, you know. <laughs> that is the big picture. All of this, everything that's going on around us, at the end of the day, those are all little distractions from the big picture. And the reason why I wanted to make sure that I, I brought out what the big picture is, is because if you get the big picture, then you understand why 
it's so important from the enemy's perspective for our minds to be diverted on the things right in front of us instead of the Holy Spirit and connection to our creator for us to be able to rise in spirit and therefore rise above being subject to the laws of this land. Because when you're operating in spirit, then you're not subject to the laws of this land. You're operating in another realm, if you will. Maybe a little bit more on that later. I know I'm not going to be able to put everything I want to say into this episode, but <laughs> I'll come back and get into a little more. But the goal of Satan, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. John 10.10 talks about uh, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. Understanding what is not of God, what is not of Elohim is so important because if it's not of God, then the opposite of that is a satanic or demonic mindset, one that feeds and fosters insecurity, doubt, worry, personal degradation, and judgment. We must never forget the big picture. We're living in this world, but in connection to the Holy Spirit and God, we get to choose not to be of this world. And the first step to not being of this world is to allow ourselves to wholeheartedly own and identify with the gravity of what we're up against when it comes to fighting um, this spiritual war. Because it is spiritual warfare, y'all, that's going on now. And in order for us to reclaim that space in our minds that belongs to us and is um, protected, and that we're guided by through the Holy Spirit with God in order for us to protect that space and to stay connected to God, we can't take lightly what we're up against. All right. All right. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go on too long. I'm going to take another quick pause. I think it's time to digest, but when I come back, I'm going to wrap things up just a little bit and offer some final thoughts all right spoken spotlight is next and then i'll see you back here soon don't go anywhere spoken spotlight. you gave me your word and i thought i believed you i admit there have been times when i knew you came through and i should be thankful but my truth is since being a youth i've struggled with your timing like having to wait as i endured an environment so riddled with hate i learned to question your answers to my problems so I did like the church said and moved some as I waited for you to solve them. Then, like the gust of the perfume-filled wind in the summer, your son came to me. This must be what you sent to set me free. See, since I've waited and waited so patiently in silence, at times consumed by a mindset that replayed violently my shortcomings, I moved while looking for your sign and arrow pointing to the way out. Then, like the ram Abraham found in the bush, your son came about. So I came to him when he called. Then while in his arms, I came again and again, falling deeper into his spell. See, I now know I wasn't supposed to believe the story he would tell and sell for my future, especially since you were second in his plan. But, and there's always a but, I was already in too deep when I saw the truth. So maybe I was supposed to be patient and long suffering because that's what you would do. That's, that's what, what I, I did too. too. Well, I kept doing. 
I insisted on creating my own seasons for relationships and relying on the sensual curvature of my hips to receive validation. I docked my self-worth at stations throughout my life that were depleted of the power necessary to recharge my soul. Then, I thought by playing church and reading scriptures, somehow another way of being would unfold. I bought into the way of the world and structured my life so that I could fit into the most valuable spaces and places. I convinced myself that the look on their faces didn't matter, that the chitter-chatter was just talk. So I continued preparing my costume to arrive in the next scene of the play that had become my life. After becoming his girl, fuck buddy, then wife, I had obtained all they said should matter. Yet behind the perfectly staged costume, you could hear the glitter clatter of the shards of glass, shattered remnants of a life, not the one you promised me. So I gazed over the fence to see what I could see, and I shouldn't have. I laughed to keep them crying as they saw my face. I wanted my life to be in that place, yet here I stood dressed up to the naked eye while dressed down according to your standards. Not knowing I wore my insecurity and hopelessness like a badge hanging from a lanyard around my neck for all those who were healed to see. I'm glad I made it back to you, Lord, but I'm still struggling to feel like I'm free. Now I may move as you say and serve as you've designed me to, Yet no matter what I do, it's hard to move, focus, and live in peace while moving blindly. I want nothing more than to leave the feeling of crawling in my skin behind me. I just need to know what all this means and what I'm doing matter. While I work to drown out the chatter in my mind and calm the churning in my belly, I know how silly this may sound, but I'm afraid to continue to be bound by the unknown. Through, give 
Yes, yes, God's love is all that matters. Love that song, love that song. All right, everybody, welcome back. So, getting back into the conversation here, if you're wondering, well, wow, what's all of this about? What is all of this about? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning, I think that there are so many subtleties that go on nowadays when it comes to the enemy. There are so many things that we just assume because we're used to experiencing them are just mundane, simple parts of life that everyone experiences. And that is true. A mindset that challenges us and things from within that we have to grow beyond and uh, be refined beyond, that is a human condition we're all going to experience that. I think that the secret sauce in overcoming those things is not to minimize what's at play, not to minimize the foundation of where those things come from, not to minimize that there is a battle that's going on. There's spiritual warfare going on and it's between good and evil. And we all are pawns in the game when it comes to the enemy. At the end of the day, if God has to turn rocks to souls, he plans to have more than the enemy. So that tells you how heavy the battle is. I mean, the, the, the battle is huge. And so when we understand what the big picture is and the role that each and every one of our souls could play for either side in it, then that helps us to think with more depth and intentionality about how we prepare the atmosphere of our life so that we're able to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, have some type of control over the hedge that's around our minds, all right? And so that's what the point is in all of this, that I don't want anyone within the sound of my voice, anyone to miss that. 
Now I mentioned during the intro that I was going to discuss some ways in which we invite Satan into our minds, or I didn't use the word Satan then, but now that we're talking about uh, demonic mindsets, all of these putrid thoughts and suggestions, I'll, I'll say suggestions, that end up in our minds and actually because we become emotionally, mentally, and physically invested in them, impact not only the way we make moves, but our quality of life. Since we know that stress kills, since we know that um, stress leads to uh, different physical ailments, which could end up with you needing medications. There are all types of things. We already know all of these things. And for those of you who hadn't thought about it in this way, I'm glad that you're listening to this um, podcast tonight because then maybe you will think about it a little bit uh, more deeply. But um, I want to share just a couple of things. I'm not going to get into this too deep because <laughs> this could go on for a minute. But a couple of things that we do that we probably don't realize that we do that actually invite these suggestions into our mindsets. And I think one of the major things that we do nowadays is we have a singular focus and a singular mindset. And what do I mean by that when I say that? We're thinking um, more self-sustained, having personal control and seeking solutions outside of ourselves. Now, there are tons of self-help books. There are tons of different things that uh, many of us indulge in. It could be in the form of books, it could be in the form of audio, it could be in the form of courses, classes, all of these different things that offer remedies outside of ourselves. And if these different mediums speak of a remedy within yourself, paying attention to the fact that that remedy typically has absolutely nothing to do with a interpersonal connection with God. And let me be clear, the one true God. The second thing that I'm going to go ahead and speak on very briefly, because it ties into the singular mindset, is also we're seeing a lot going on now where they're talking about this whole thing with one religion, that we all are praying to the same God, that there are many different paths to God. And for those of you within the sound of my voice who are listening, who are um, who have a belief in the Messiah, in Yeshua being the Messiah, Jesus Christ being the Messiah, there isn't for um, for us, there isn't but one way to God, and that is via belief in the Messiah. And so understand that there are very there are a lot of people who have a belief in their deity or their God, but it's not all the same God because Yeshua is the only one who is the Messiah and the son of God. And so you want to make sure that the singular mindset of um, looking for remedies outside of yourself that have nothing to do with connection to the Holy Spirit, that's a way in which you're allowing in a lot of outside chatter from the enemy to plant those putrid seeds in your mind and also being tolerant of mixing of your belief system in the one true God with other gods. That's another thing that could be, uh, well, not could be. That's another thing that is 
a stumbling block that can open you up to be susceptible to those putrid, putrid demonic seeds being planted in our mind. And I know that this, this conversation for some folks, it can come off a little heavy, but at the end of the day, I believe that now more than ever, we are approaching the last days and there's really no true defense for believers against what is all around us and what we're up against other than, again, being brutally honest about what these mind, what these thoughts, these suggestions, what this mindset truly means for us as believers. If you're not in a space within your mind where that climate is fostering everything that is of God, that is of Elohim, and, and refer again to Psalm 25, that has a list through the different verses of who Elohim, who God is. If that's not the space that your mind is in, then anything opposite of that is coming from the opposition. It is a satanic way of thinking because it does nothing but defile your very temple and disrupt your capability to be able to connect to God and to be able to stay plugged into the Holy Spirit, which we have access to 24 seven, as long as we stay in our word. All right. And so I, I just, I want to make that clear. I want everyone who's listening, who's in this fight, who's in this battle to make sure that they keep that climate of their mind, keep that climate of their heart in a space where you're in connection to God please make sure that you're making priority time daily to spend time in your word and not just read. I mean, take the time to digest, to embody, to study. There should be questions that are formulated. Please, oh, please be a part of different groups and devotionals where you're having these open discussions where we're starting to open our eyes and take on the weight of what's going on around us. And yeah, it is a bit heavy, but that's the great thing about staying in with God. It's not like you're shouldering the burden of that alone. And I, I have to make sure I say this, people, it's the only game in the world that is rigged in our favor. It's already written. It's already won and done. As long as we're obedient, we show up. We stay studied up and prayed up and we're consistent in moving forward. We cannot lose. We cannot lose. The only way that we can lose is if we decide that we're going to water down exactly what it is that we're up against and really not allow ourselves to stay connected to what it is that we need to do to stay above everything that we're facing. And so that's what this episode was all about, all right? So at the end of the day, and like I said, I'm, I'm only when it comes to different things that we do, there's so much more that I can say. I think I probably will on another episode because like I said, I just scratched the surface of some of the things that were put on my heart that I was thinking about. I typically don't go this deep <laughs> with things, but A, like I said, it's now or never when it comes to this, when it comes to this, this, this spiritual warfare, um, this war, the spiritual war that we're fighting, and uh, some of the things that we're up against, this matrix, if you will, 
that we're in, you know, now is the time. Now is the time for us to really start to think more deeply about why it is that we face a lot of the things that we face and then position ourselves to be armed, to move beyond these things as they continue to come up, these uh, uh, mental spaces of opposition, to be able to move beyond these things and continue to grow and to strive and make sure that when that time comes, we're on the right side of the battle. All right. So that is it for content tonight. If you haven't already, please log on to thegrindtofind.com. Click on feed. Make sure that you follow me. The Grind to Find is now on YouTube. Hey, y'all, I don't. I think I said it before. I, I don't know if I said it the last episode or not, but I have to send mad love and thanks out to everybody who listens, to everybody who shares uh, your emails, messages, those things. Truly appreciated. I read them all. Uh, the Grind to Find is now syndicated, and that could not have happened if it were not for your support and you listening. Uh, if you haven't uh, followed, please do that. Also, feel free to join the list at thegrindtofind.com if you want to find out more about what's going on behind the scenes, not just with the show, but over at terrellandmichelle.com um, so you can find out more about where I'll be, the things that I'll be doing this year, and things that are to come. So again, Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend this time with me tonight. I hope that what I shared with you has been helpful and that it has been fruitful for you. And at the end of the day, go about your weekend and segue on into the week, knowing that it's already won and done because you know exactly what you're up against and you know that you're not up against it alone. God loves you and so do I. But no matter what, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Daryl and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings. Mm-hmm.